Hello and welcome to the Barcast, the first Barcast after the last Barcast. <laughs> welcome inside season number two of Barcast. I'm Salt. I'm George. And today we welcome Mr. Kyle Taylor from Eco Sky Water. He's on the inside. He's not only from Eco Sky Water, though, he's also a barbarian. This is true. Hey, welcome to the show. So, this is going to be your first bar, right, Kyle? Yes, sir. How did you get involved? Uh, Honest to God truth. Yeah, no, absolutely. We were going to do it, uh, the last one that unfortunately had to get canceled. Uh, and I've done a couple of adventure races in the States. So, you know, Tough Mudder, Spartan and such. So okay. Big fan of, you know, you know, just the actual, the aspect of the race. Obstacle course obstacle racing. Course racing. Uh, yeah. But also just the, having the ability to push myself to limits. You know, I'm yeah. definitely inspired. And I, we, I, my team is not looking to win this. We're yeah. looking to go in and just compete with you know the best of our ability, which yeah. I think which is great that's what the bar is for, that anybody can do it, right? So we, we do have a strong team and we're really looking forward to it, but looking to have fun and just again really get into the, the mode of how far can we push ourselves. Who's the strongest on the team? Me. Oh, of course. <laughs> so tell me a bit about your experience. Sorry, Joe Edgehill. <laughs> your experience beforehand, because you said you've done a couple of the events, OCR events, not bar events, but you'd have done Spartan, you said? Yeah, yeah. I've seen these events on television. It's obviously different to actually experience them. Give me a quick view into what it's like out there on those courses. Yeah, so I actually did the first Tough Mudder that they had in the Tough United Mudder. States. You know, yeah. um, and it was great, you know, it was, it's just about you do it as a team, you know, so working together as a team to get through it and just the different obstacles and to get in it with the energy level, you know, and I would probably say the same for the bar, no matter how you train and what you train, you're not training enough or it's something going to be different for your body. So you get yourself in the best position that you can and then you're doing stuff you never thought you were going to do. Hey, exactly. What was your most difficult obstacle? The, uh, <laughs> Yeah, you can really think about yeah, yeah. Yeah, ironically, it was actually we were at a, a ski mountain, um, yeah. and you had to. It started with running up the ski mountain, mm -hmm. which I, I forget the exact altitude, but it was about forty minutes of an uphill vertical that we don't even have in Barbados. Right, so, right. Trust me, that from an it, it was just the endurance aspect. Yeah, yeah, it's long busting, isn't it? I'm sorry. Long busting. Yes, yeah, really correctly, and that's how you're starting off, and now yeah. you have that to carry for the rest, right? Yeah. So the rope challenges, the walls, and all that. Um, I enjoy that stuff. It's just yeah. that, you know, to run uphill for 40 minutes is tough. Yeah. Uh, obstacle course racing is kind of new. What even got you involved in it? What made you interested? I, I love to run, uh, but I don't like running down a road and not doing anything. So I would love to do it. It's boring. Yeah, for me it is anyway. Yeah. You know, and I do get the runners high every now and then, but it's, I just do that, quite frankly, for exercise. But I do love trail running, and I do love even city running, like where you're, you're running down blocks and just kind of mixing things up. Right. Jumping off of a, a park bench, or just right. kind of like just moving your body in different directions. Right, right, right. So when you throw in the obstacles or something, this is great. It's just mixing it all up. How's your training been going so far for not, a bar? Not close to being ready. <laughs> two, two, two of my teammates just got married last week, and congratulations right. um, to James and Rel. Yeah. And uh, so now so they got married to, to get to each other. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Right. So they got married. Oh, this is they're, they're seasoned bar. barbarians, actually. Yeah, yeah they and they did the race already. So yeah. I'm right. a newcomer to them. My wife was going to do it, but she's pregnant. So uh, we took on James' sister Joe. And Who's she pregnant for? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> See when the baby comes out. What it looks like, all right? Whoa, George. <laughs> you gotta ask. You can't assume anything. He's not a sponsor, George. He's not you. I got you. 
Yeah, we'll yeah. Yeah, so have you all been linking up the trail? <laughs> Come back if you want. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we, we now that the wedding's over, yeah. we are starting. I'm starting hard, but individually, everybody's been training pretty pretty aggressively. Um, so, okay. so who did you get to replace your wife on the team? Uh, James' sister. Ah, uh, yes, yes, okay. Okay. So we're getting ready for bar November the 21st and 22nd. It's only the team event that you're doing or are you doing the individuals as well? Just a team event. Just yeah, a team, team event. event. Have you seen any of the bar competitions before? Uh, Unfortunately, I did not catch last year's. Um, so I was, a, actually I was off island when it happened. I wanted to do it. So I'm looking really looking forward to this. So I, I don't like being on the sidelines of yeah. anything. You know, I, I do really appreciate athletes and, you know, watching them, but I want to be in it anytime I do anything. If I see any sporting event, I want to be in the event. So just understanding, seeing the video coverage of this, you know, which I've seen quite a bit of, I'm very excited. Yeah, well, we um, we brought you in, obviously, because um, we every event like this needs a water sponsor. Um, but one of the things that Bar had originally as its mandate was that we would try to use any profits we would make from the event towards maintaining and cleaning up trails along the east coast because that's what happened when i moved to st john i would be hiking all around every time i would hike i would see plastic bottles old sneakers etc etc so we decided that whatever we would do would be with a view to the environment in mind even if you drop one piece of litter on our course while you're racing you're immediately disqualified love it so when we look for partners we look for partners that are going to be part of you know the philosophy of the barbados adventure race and your water actually seems to fit really well with it so we're pleased to welcome you on board as a partner uh, and give you the opportunity to tell us a little bit about your Skywater. Sure. And for the same reason, that's why I wanted to be a sponsor is because, you know, we're in general, what we're doing with this business and all the businesses I have, I, I associate with like-minded people, right? right? People that, that are just doing things in a better fashion for, from a social standpoint. Right. So what you're doing, you know, in all ways. So our water fits this model because of a couple of things. Let's start with the bottle itself. So the bottle, and as you can see, um, can you see this? Yeah. 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 All right, so the real camera's on. Um, so the, the bottle itself, everything in this bottle from the cap right down to everything you see here has no plastic in it. So not even the label. Not even the label. The label's engraved in it. It's not even, right? So this bottle, right, you can do three things with. You can compost it on your own, okay? So it doesn't have to go to a facility. You can do this in your backyard. Will take some time to go away, but you can truly compost it. If you can get up to 140 degrees in a compost, which that's Fahrenheit, um, you can actually get rid of it in I'd say about two months' time. Right. Imagine getting rid of a bottle, right? If you, if funny, after you guys leave this, take the bottle, drink the water, leave it in your car. By the time you know, within two hours' time, this bottle will almost be shrunk to nothing. That's right. how quickly it can go away. So. I saw that actually on your Instagram yeah. page, the Eco Sky Water page, where they said. I did bottle crumple that and I was like, don't worry right. about it. That's actually to show y'all that it is actually starting to. There's no oils in it. There's no fossil fuels. It's only made out of non-GMO corn. So, you know, when it breaks. And it, that's how specific you are. It's not just corn. It's non-GMO exactly. yeah. corn. Well, that was the thing, you know, is if when we looked at the product, you know, we had looked at doing a couple of different things. And this is just one of the ways that we bottle. But to talk about this one, I wanted to find something that, you know, if I'm, I'm doing it with you know, let's call it GMO, right? You know, am I really doing the right thing? No, because, it, and it's hard to, it's hard to hit every, tick every box, right? I mean, right. as humans, we have to have some kind of consumption. I understand that. I'm not knocking anybody that drinks a plastic bottle or anything, right? It's just how can we do better and do less of, you know, the things that are ordinary. So this bottle, yeah, non-GMO corn, right mm -hmm. down to it. 
Uh, so you can also burn it. So we could use these as fuel. Okay. You know, so and it'll be clean. Clean, clean no fuel, yeah. Right. So right. we do. We we actually have put them. We have a sauna. We have a small hotel and restaurant on the East Coast called Eco. And we have a cop mm. sauna, which is really really cool. Definitely come check out. And so we have a furnace that we fire up the sauna with, and we burn these. Right, right, right. It's absolutely clean. So we collect them and burn them, and we're also composting these on our farm. So where we make the water is also a farm because we want to have the full cycle of making the water, distributing the water, and bringing the bottles back. Right. Because right now in Barbados, we do not have a recycling plant. We have a recycling station, mm -hmm. but that if the bottles are hopefully get there, most of them go into the landfill or go into the gully or go into trails, as right. you can see. Right. And I do a lot of beach cleanups and trail cleanups, so yeah. I do know this. You right. know, right. one of the reasons we wanted to do this. Uh, so if it gets to, you know, it gets to one of these distributors, it then gets shipped on a boat right. to Miami, and then there, uh, bottles aren't don't automatically go to recycling. They pick and choose what they're going to, and there's only select yeah. bottles that they'll take that don't have food waste and all things problems with them. So this doesn't have to have to leave Barbados. This can go into our ground, and it could grow fruit, and grow vegetables. Right. As I had brought in some, you know, vegetables for you Let to us, have before, yeah. right? That come right from our farm. So, so that's the bottle itself. We also do glass bottles, seven hundred and fifty milliliters, and right. one uh, liters, which are in a delivery and return system. So we will deliver those to your door, deliver those to your your uh, business, mm -hmm. and we will take them back. And we have a cleansing station as at our. Uh, Facility, so we wash the bottles and redistribute it. Sterilize them and everything. Exactly. Sterilization system, just like banks or deputy does. Right. right. So, right. Um, so again, it's just keeping it all within, you know, a circular model, and that makes sense. And um, so, where can people get this uh, eco sky water? Sorry. Did you know that sky that salt was uh, sponsored by banks when you said that? I did. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was I thought that was really clever. Yeah, really, really, really Slip it in there. That's yeah, not exactly. Yeah. I love banks, but uh, I have a deputy fan. But but uh, a joke. So we can get we can get the we can get it. You said distribution. That's not you drop it off and pick it up. Correct. So you can order direct from us. We also are in about twenty different locations uh, right now, and we are growing daily. So it's just a matter of getting the product out there. We're very new during COVID, so, oh, right, you know, right. the, so it's very new. It's very new. Very okay. New. Yeah, we've only started about four months ago, and you know, right now we understand that you know it's a higher end product. So we've actually reduced our rates dramatically for during COVID, and mm -hmm. we're letting everybody know that we are in this together. So let's try to bring our rates down as low as we can to keep them. So you know, at least we're at a break even. Yeah. And put the water out there, but just as important as the bottles and the you know the the way that we package them, and as you saw the boxes that I brought in, we use. Old boxes. We don't buy boxes to put them in. Right? Yeah. We use old boxes to wrap up and distribute these in. Ticking every box. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> ticking every box, right? And for, when, you, when you talk about ticking the boxes, it was really why I got inspired to do this was a couple of things. But one was the prime minister. So about a year or so ago, she got on and she was holding bottles. She's like, why are we not exporting water? Right? And why are we importing all this water? We don't yeah. have to. Right? Yeah. There's all ways that we can do this, you know, uh, being Bayesians. And I'm only an honorary Bayesian. I'm obviously not from Barbados, yeah. but I am having a baby, so she's right. going to Maybe be. your baby will be. Yeah, she is. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> I'm holding my tongue. I don't know how far I can take this, right? <laughs> very, very lucky, George. Uh, but, uh, I'm the guest, yes. Yeah, so, yeah. so so let's get real quickly into how we make the water. Yeah. Because right? that's, that's 
very, very important. I think the listeners are going to be very keen to hear this. So this is not really cool, good because this is actually a very dope process. Yeah, so the, wa- the water is made through atmospheric water, which has been around for quite a bit of time. If you think about an air conditioner, if you think about dehumidifying, it's just basically extracting moisture out of the air, mm-hmm. right? But the problem is to run atmospheric water like you run those products, it takes a lot of energy. So we have hydro panels. And the hydro panels are self-contained. They're off-grid. And what they're run by the solar PV spins fans that pull in air, and we extract H2O molecules from the air. Right. So there's no rainfall or anything? No, 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 no rainfall. We make water out of thin air. <laughs> That's what we do. And basically, once we take the, the molecules out, we put them through a filter, put them into a holding tank, we add magnesium and calcium because otherwise it would be distilled water, be pure H2O. Right. So you, the taste wouldn't be there for you, but we also want to have the minerality. So we take the minerals that you need, but nothing else. There's no runoff, there's no rust, there's no chlorine, there's nothing that a municipal has to put into the water. Right. And just, just so you know, I am not, you know, again, preaching against municipal water. I drink municipal water. It's good. It's not a problem with that. But like any... Any uh, country, and let's use New York, you have an old infrastructure that's been around for a long time. So what happens with these pipes? They rust. Yeah. So you clean the water to put through a rusty pipe and it gets to your end point. And I don't know, I've turned on my water and guess what? It's not clear. You know, I mean, it it happens, right? So now you you have to have a filtration system at your house in order to clean the water. So all these things, not that, you know, we're going to solve all the problems, but we can solve some, right? So we take this water and we add the magnesium and calcium. We then put it through another filter, we uh, put it through ozone, and you have absolutely pure, clean water. We did 139 contaminant tests, and there's nothing in the water. Eco Sky Water, guys, a proud sponsor of the bar race this year, 2020, November the 21st and 22nd. It goes down at Peg Farm. Correct, and this will, this will be what the athletes will be getting when they come over the finish line to help rehydrate after if you make our it. event. If you make it. <laughs> so, but Carla, thank you. So having done some of these events overseas, um, I think our, our listeners might want to get a sense of, you know, what they're like. Because most people here who've, who don't travel have done bar. They think, you know, is bar too hard? Is it too easy? How does it compare to these other events? What would you say about what you've seen about the Barbados? Yeah, I'm going to have to come back on after I do it, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. From what I've seen, mm-hmm. I think it's a lot harder than, you know, the spot. And then, you know, yeah. I, I really, really do. From what I've seen, you right, know, right. and I'm going to have to go through through the test itself. And it's also, a lot of those races aren't the length of time. Right. So, you know, I think you are setting, no pun intended, the bar high for people, which is a good thing, right? right? Yeah. You know, because people can do it at their level, yep. right? Or they can really excel. Exactly. So I see this as, and it's a shame because of COVID, as, you know, a real global event here in Barbados to track tourism, you know, and for people to really strive, whether it's um, uh, other events that they have to basically come into to yeah. get here, you know, uh, qualifiers. Yep. But I see this as being a premier race. Well, yeah. I can tell you for sure, and he's talking about difficulty, but in terms of spectacular view, Oh. You start him off 40, 40 minute climb up a mountain. That, that's nothing right. compared to the views from Peg. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Peg is beautiful. Yeah. 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 And you have that entire vista of the East Coast. It's incredible. Yeah. So yeah. We, we wanted to put together an event that wasn't just good for Barbados. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't want people to come and do the event and say, yeah, this is good for Barbados, but Spartan this or but Tough yeah. Mudder that. We wanted to put together an event that if you took it and you placed it in any country, anywhere in the world, 
it would still stand up to any sort and of And it would be a challenge to any of those absolutely. athletes. So that's why we really want to get into the nitty yeah. gritty uh -huh. of the OCR events overseas because you have the advantage of having done them. Yeah. I even mean that if you, when you get there and it's time to check in, right. with the mood of the uh, sure. athletes, uh, how professional it is set up, all that kind of stuff we want to get into here. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I need to get to, through this one to tell you, you know, yeah, yeah, cross comparison. Yeah. But yeah, the, all those ones, I mean, they, they put a lot of money and time into both mm -hmm. of those, the Spartan and the, uh, the Tough Mudder. So, how many com how many entrance comp competitors? I don't know what they're up to now. I've yeah. been in Barbados for six years now, so oh, I, know I okay. did before I came here. Yeah. Uh, and I know that there was thousands when, when they were doing thousands, it. You know? Imagine thousands of people yeah. on yeah, the range. I mean, the event that I did, there were 5,000 athletes that did that. Really? Yeah. yeah. Over different waves over the course of the day and over the course of two days. There was 5,000 athletes at that event, and at the same weekend, there were right. another 10,000 in New York, and there were another 7,000 in Europe. So, you know, these guys really it's have a, the numbers. Community. And it's it really is a enough. huge community, and I will say that it is a well-oiled machine. Mm -hmm. I can't think of one thing that I would, like, criticize about how they ran the event. Obviously, they've done it many, many times. Everything from check-in to race management oh. to, you know, your T-shirt and your bear at the end. Everything was super, super slick. And that's something we aspire to with the Barbados Adventure Race. The first, I did literally the first Tough Mudder that mm -hmm. they did. And the problem that they had, I'm sure it's gotten better with them since, is the events, the obstacles. So you go hard, you run up this mountain, then you come, and then you get to an obstacle and you're waiting in line. Yes. That's right, the, right, right. the amount of people. Correct. So I think that if you're striving for that three to 500 people, you know, yeah, under 1,000, yeah. you can control that because it's quite frankly, it takes the wind out of your sails, right? right? So right, you know, you're all amped up and then you're sitting there for 15 minutes waiting to climb a wall. Yeah. Right, and right, that's, right. that's how it was, you know, on all the obstacles there. So I'd say for that, yeah. Wasn't overly happy. Great time, and you know it was fun. Uh -huh. uh, but you know that was the only thing that I could criticize yeah. at the time. And I don't know for that in the future, George. Yeah, and I think that has to do, had to do with with how quickly the sport grew. Right. Because I, with that, there were a lot of smaller events that popped up. There was like a civilian military combine and so mm -hmm. on, uh, who popped up, and then they disappeared as well. And basically, Spartan just to call the air out because they didn't have those issues. Right. They they had the money and the infrastructure to make sure that. You weren't waiting for five minutes to go over a four-foot wall. Right, right, right. You know yeah. what I mean? Because it's, yeah. it's like you're running, running, running. You get to this challenge. It's just some really basic challenge, but there's a huge backlog of people. Right. A lot of that goes into course planning. Sure. You know, you only learn these things by having done them time and time and again. Yeah. Um, but I have the benefit of having seen some of the, the things that they've done so we can change them, especially with our smaller numbers. Yeah, as well. Because obviously, our, when you're watching it on TV too, they're only seeing like the first 15 the people on. Yes, so, yes, so you're yes, seeing yeah, the elites, right. you're not yeah, seeing yeah. that big backlog. So, this alone, yeah. Yeah, to me, is a, is a surprise. Of course. Would it be ever a time, would it make sense to bring the spot in here? You know? um, we've had some, I'm not sure if I'm able to say this, but we've had some initial discussions with them. Um, and it's something we're talking about. Obviously, cost is a major thing. Um, from my perspective, I would like to develop the Barbados Adventure brand and bring people all over the mm -hmm. world here to do our event. But obviously, Spartan has 8 million pairs of eyes that we could use as well to bring some attention to Barbados and okay. to Barbados Adventure Race. Okay. So we had initial discussions with, with them, and it's really about numbers. 8 billion? 8 million. 8 well, million. Like 8 yeah. million. Yeah. Still, yeah. It's very 8 impressive. million. It's huge. I mean, yeah. if we could get 1% of that coming Shoot. down or even... Yeah. You know, point one of a percent coming down. That's like you know, eight hundred people. That's like well, that, four yeah. times the number of participation we have right now, right? Exactly. So yeah, so it really for for them, it's about keeping their costs down, and for for us and our tourism authority and our government and, and the other agencies, it's about having a number that is affordable 
it's not going to break the bank and it's going to have some return because there's no point doing it unless we're going to see significant numbers of, of athletes coming in for the event. Yeah, well, as you know, from a tourism perspective and being in the industry, you do it, you know, you don't do it during consumer. You yeah. do it, you know, in the, the months that, you know, we are on a slow season. And yeah. even for the bar race, so we have Eco Lifestyle Lodge where we're doing 50% off for anybody that's associated with the bar. You can put it right. the bar, so you get yeah. 50% off uh, for rooms. But we would be willing to help out, and I think others would too, knowing, right. you know, that. So it would be, have to be a collective effort. Absolutely. Uh, Definitely, yeah. Because I think, um, for sure, the last um, bar we did was actually an OCR qualifier as Correct. well. And I think that is one of the things that would attract yeah. a lot of overseas interest. Let me go to Barbados, I cut some tail. And then, but let me know that we know here training high, right? That would be what they would be thinking. Let's go down here and have an easy qualification. Yeah. And then yeah. they come and run into Darren Matthews and, and uh, Salt yeah. and these other guys yeah. and they yeah. can't even qualify. But yeah, so we, we, we think that the quality of the event is, is there. We're going to continue to try and create good media content that we can expose to the rest of the world. Um, and, and through that, I think we're going to gradually grow to the point where we are. I think we already are close to it anyway, the premier OCR event in the Caribbean sure. and, and eventually through the whole Latin American region. And then we're going to just keep pushing, see yeah. if we can match the big boys eventually and maybe buy Spartan one day. I like the uh, mention of the good media content as well, because you all stopped by on Monday to film one of the training sessions. Um, yeah. We got some equal sky water. Sure. Uh, and that that content is excellent, actually. I Absolutely. understand. Everybody's got to go to at Eco Skywater on Instagram and check out an amazing video. I yeah. really put together from Nathaniel Gumby. He did a phenomenal job on this. That really, I think it gives you the feel of the bar. Yeah, lots you know, of training. dramatic slow motion yeah, shots. Exactly. Phil, Phil. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know? Yeah. And then, you know, just from there, we're going to do some follow-ups as well. So, right. you know, as a partner and a sponsor, you know, we're not just throwing out of water. We want to be fully involved. Right. So we're, we're more interested in you as an athlete, though. Yeah. We, we want to know, you know, what does your preparation look like over the next few weeks? So, like, even this morning, just doing high-intensity uh, calisthenics, you know, and doing a lot of different things. I'm flipping tires and right. doing all the things, you know, a lot of squat thrusts, a lot of jumps, a lot of skips. Uh, I'm starting to do some just uh, – I'm doing a lot of back rolls. You know, anything that I can do on my own without having an obstacle course that I know that will put me into different positions I need to be. Right. In addition, I'm running every other day. Okay. I did hurt my kills the other day, but I'm going. Um, my love of life is surfing, and if I, you know, I also I do a lot of activities, and I have two young boys, so right. just just rest. You, you watch two uh, an eight and a six year old, you oh, know, yeah. for a couple oh, yeah, hours. Sure. Go to a playground. It's funny. I always say, you want to work out? Go to a playground. Right. Go play with your kids at a playground. Yeah. Most people can't do it. Go do the monkey <laughs> bars. You can do it, salt, but seriously, you yeah. go do the monkey yeah. bars back and forth, and back and forth. Yeah. You know, if you're gonna be there, just get it done. So, so that's where we are now. And now my group is gonna start training together. Right. Um, yeah. We may have to come down to your gym and. Uh, yeah. Well, we, we actually have some sessions that are designed for preparation yeah. for the bar, and you don't even have to come to the gym for all of them. There's one that's located at the gym, but we actually don't even go inside the gym. Sure. So we're working on the bar, the, the rig, so we get to do some skills. You get the rope climbing, you get the rings, you get yeah. the monkey bars, um, and then we do an outdoor session, which is not far from, from, from Eco, actually. We're at Peg. Okay. Um, now it's three times a week. So we have a session on Wednesday that would be kind of a, we don't really call it beginners anymore. Uh -huh. So we have a phase one block, and these are the guys who started maybe three months ago, and we have a phase two block, guys who started a little bit behind them. So I know you're super busy, but if you can uh, make no, some time. No, exactly, I, but you know, it's about making a commitment if we're gonna do this. I'm not going there. When I said that, I'm not going there to win it. I am not gonna win it, but I'm not going there to not do well. Right, 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 so, right. You know, 
The um the hotel you mentioned just now, just a little aside. And where is that located? Uh, in Bathsheba. In Bathsheba. Yes, so you think that would be the, the, the discount you were offering? Is it like if a team now is convinced I, they're going to make it to day two, come up on to peg on a Saturday and spend right. the night? Absolutely. I think no. that that would be dope. Yeah. 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 No, honestly, I mean, if you haven't been already, um, just give myself a quick plug, but we have unbelievable views. Everybody's an ocean view, air conditioning, very, very comfy beds. Uh, you know, and then we have, we could bring in masseuses, which I also said they'd be discounting 50%. So if you want to get a quick, you know, rundown, you know, to make sure you're conditioned for the next day, go sit in the sauna um, that we have. We have uh, also saltwater pools that you can lay in. So just to get your body rejuvenated or come back after you, you finish it and relax. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Sounds like a well. great deal, though. Yep. Booking over, booking on a Friday. I mean, in the morning, yeah, do your yeah. singles, go back there. It's only going to be like 10 minutes from Peg, if that. Yeah, right? exactly. Come back in the afternoon for the team eliminations, stay overnight, and come back and win. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. George, I actually wanted to talk to you a bit because he was talking about the training and studying the OCR and everything. We train a lot, right? And I, I my part itself, personally, I feel like I'm a victim of this, of being almost a workout warrior. Right. So you're really good at training. Right. Right? But when it comes to the day, mm-hmm. You might either get a little nervous or you're just not, not able to put it all together mm-hmm. on that day. I want to get people prepared for the day mentally, you know, because we are right. all going to be prepared physically, well, most of us. Right. Right? Right. But the ones that, when you get on the day, some people say, oh, my belly cutting uh-huh. me, or I don't know if I can be able to perform, or things that you're normally able to do, that some people will say, well, the adrenaline is going to get you through the Atlas Ball. Right. The adrenaline is going to get you through this. It, despite all the adrenaline, they can't get everything put together. What is that a phenomenon? Yeah, it, it really depends on the athlete. Yeah. And, and I've seen this, in, I mean, I've done a few sports at relatively high level, yeah. and I've seen different athletes respond in different ways. Yeah. So for me, I tend not to be a workout warrior. Right. right? I tend to be somebody who, I, I know what the workout is about, mm-hmm. I go through it, I get through it, I make sure I can get the benefits of it. Mm-hmm. But then on the day, I always perform above the level of how I do in training. Right. And then there are other people who, when they get there on the day, the adrenaline is too much for them. Their legs are like, it's just flooding their body and they can't yeah. control their muscles almost. Yeah. If you're that person, I say get there early and do an extended warm up. Burn some of it off. Right. So like, you know, whether it's like right. half a mile run, go through a bunch of drills to just get rid of some of those jitters. Right. But the only way you can really, you have to try and replicate the race day. Right, your brain is gonna know that a sim is not a real race. Yeah, but that's the closest thing you're gonna come to race day, doing race simulations or doing pop up workouts yeah. and treating them like a race. Right, yeah. so that by the time you're gonna still feel some jitters on those days because it's competition and the people around and people around cheering <laughs> and so on. So that by the time you get to race day, you're still gonna have some adrenaline and some jitters, but it's gonna be a little bit less than if you've never right. been in that situation before. Because Every competition is about the physical and the mental preparation. And right. if you've never been in that situation before, it's usually the mental preparation that lets people down. Yes. So you kind of have to try and create as many of those situations as you can, get yourself into them, get yourself uncomfortable, start to figure out what your red line is in training, right? It's start key. to figure out what your red line is, which means that you have to go hard sometimes, yeah. which means that when you get uncomfortable, you can't just like, man, this is only a training session. I ain't gonna put, it's a training session, but this training session training is for something. figuring out <laughs> sure. what your race space is going to be, figuring yeah. out where your limit is mentally and physically. So you actually push hard on those days. And we have these things that we call sims. Uh, we do them once every four weeks where we actually set up a mini course and we race it. Okay. You know, and um, 
these have been very popular people even who don't even train with us. They just turn up for the Sims because yeah. it gives them a chance to see where they are physically and they, do, they go back to the drawing board What's and say, well, yeah, I have to work on my carries or I have to work yeah. on my running or I have to work on my skills. Yeah. It really gets you prepared mentally because now you're really in a race situation sure. to, for the bar. When is the next one? The next sim is on Thursday coming. Yeah. So uh, Thursday. So yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, we'd love to come and see you suffer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I will tell you, because be the first. But I know where you're at. I really right. need to exactly. be. Exactly. But I'm bringing my team. So right. I'll tell you what, we're all suffering together. Yeah. Anyway. So in addition to the Sims, we're starting. Uh, last year, we did these things called pop-up workouts. Right. And we're going to be starting. We only have two of those this year because obviously there's a little limitation on sponsorship. Uh, the first one is going to be on October 24th at Simpson Motors. And we basically set up a mini course where you can come That's and play. Next week, Saturday. Next week, Saturday, yeah. Right. Where you come and play on the obstacles. And we even give people a chance to race it again and compete against their fellow competitors. So, um, yeah, come and get involved. Get as many opportunities to see the obstacles and the courses to get ready for November 21st and 22nd. To get your mind right and get your mind ready. Yeah, so we're here. Um, we're actually going to wrap up very shortly. I'll be here with my man, Kyle Taylor from Eco Sky Water. So we talked a bit about Eco Sky Water, how important it is for the environment. Um, how, do you, how do you see it blending into Barbadian culture? and the necessity for it. Absolutely, I mean, it, right on the news this morning, uh, Carl Padmore, Carl, Carl Padmore, yeah, yeah. I apologize. Uh, he, he was on the news speaking on Barbados Today about what's going on with our landfill. So our landfill only has five to seven years left, right, before we have to move away from it. And to put a new landfill in, it's gonna cost $30 million, right? Where are we gonna put that landfill? Now we're gonna just create another one. It's gonna have to be done in some shape or form, but how do we take products away from the landfill? Yeah. Or my product here can go into the landfill and it could break down. Right. So it's, imagine the bottle that you have in your hand, if every Coca-Cola, every fruity, everything came in a plant-based bottle, it can happen, right? Yeah. You know, the thing about it, it costs a couple of pennies more than right. a, a traditional plastic bottle. But think about in the long run, the $30 million that we have to reinvest. So overall, I think that for a country that needs water, that has to come up with a sustainable system, for a prime minister that's pushing all this and has an amazing agenda, wants to be carbon neutral, right? Yeah. This is the way to get there. I actually think, um, you have mentioned it before we came on as well, it would be great as well is because it's, you're trying to ban the sugary drinks from the schools. Yeah. You've got these school plants there. You're saying that this is a system that is almost all off the grid. I can, maybe you can set up some of these systems in the schools. Absolutely. That's and, right. and provide water waters in the schools. We really want to, the, the, the public sector to get involved with this and that we have to find private funding as well. You mm -hmm. know, we're willing to do anything from our end to get water to places that need. I mean, how many times do we look on the news that someplace, somebody doesn't have water? We'll play this in Johnson, Joseph, yeah, St. Andrew. You know? yeah. I mean, we can put these in places where people can have water. Mm -hmm. No one should right. go without drinking water. No Especially one. not clean drinking water. Exactly, and clean <laughs> drinking water for that. Yeah. So every child can go up, and we have the dispensers that go right on the wall. Kid goes up, bring some water home. Why yeah. not? Yeah. You know, it can't happen. No, Easily. tell me, have you, has your team registered as yet for bar? Have you been to BarbadosAdventureRace.com to register? Yeah, we're yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. in. Committed, committed, locked and loaded. Yeah, you know, we, we are. I'm really, really excited. You, know, you picked your charity through the Amaruni Trust and everything. You got to pick a charity. Everybody's running for our charity. And we're making sure we have a charitable aspect into the Barbados Adventure Race this year. Correct. Yeah, we, the, the three charities that we're highlighting this year the Barbados Diabetes Foundation. The Heart and Stroke Association and the Substance Abuse Foundation. Sure. And so all three of those fit well. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I love all three of them as, as well as the other ones. 
Yeah, so when you go online to BarbadosAdventureRace.com and you select your registration, it's going to ask you to race for a cause. And you choose which of the charities that you would like um, your donation to go to. So if you, wherever you're placing the race, Kyle, suppose you won. Um, <laughs> you know, you can dream. <laughs> I'm going to buy Spartan. You're going to Spartan. <laughs> right? So if, if your team won $1,500 or $3,000, sure. which is our first price, $3,000, the Amaroni Trust and Fund will match that $3,000 towards a charity that you've um, in indicated when you register. So um, all the way down to 1st to 10th in the singles event, and then there's other ways to raise money as well. You can go online and you can hashtag Race for a Cause. Sure. Make sure you're at Barbados Adventure Race, or sorry, bar underscore race on Instagram, and highlight the charity that you would like um, your funds to go towards. So we, again, we want to thank the Amaroni Trust and Fund, especially in these times where you know a lot of us have changed our work situation and we're not able to continue to contribute towards these foundations. Um, and so they're suffering as well. Yeah. So Amaroni Trust and Fund has stepped in this year and is um, helping to, to make up that, that deficit for sure. Yeah. Stefan, when will this podcast be coming out? Really fast because I know that early boy registration is ending shortly. So Correct. hopefully they are going to be able to hear this before <laughs> early boy registration ends for <laughs> October twenty first. Yes, so, and um, we also want to mention that because of, of you know COVID, I mean, just COVID, COVID is very present. COVID is very present, obviously, in this year. We want um, athletes to register as early as they can. Um, so that we have a good sense of the numbers we're going to be dealing with because we're going to have to do some, some, yeah, we're going to have to cap registrations and we're going to have to do some creative things as far as our start and finish lines are concerned because we can't have 100 people massed at the line to start together. So it'll be a little bit of time traveling, a little bit of running off in waves, and it helps us if you guys register early because if you take too long, we might just have to close registration and, and you don't get to take part in what is pretty much the only event for the year yeah. since COVID. Everybody else everybody, going virtual. Yeah, everybody's yeah. gone virtual or they've canceled their event. We've, we've done everything we can to make sure that we've put the protocols in place so we can come out and be outdoors and, and get some exercise and still have some community with with the rest of the tribe, the rest of the barbarian tribe. But it means that we have to do it safely to make sure that we don't increase the risk of any spread in the community. Do you, so, do you have any like uh, tourists that have come in ahead of time or like that know that they can come in, they can uh, quarantine and then enter? Yeah, we've, we've had some, some interest from um, St. Lucia, uh, which is good because St. Lucia is another bubble country. It's in our bubble. Um, yeah, so they, they've reached out to us and there are some people who are going to be here on business, so they're going to combine that trip together and, uh, and, and take part in the event. Um, so we haven't really, because of COVID, we haven't really spent a lot of time promoting the event sure. abroad this year. Um, everywhere that we would promote it to is high risk right now, United States, mm -hmm. Canada, UK. Um, so we've decided to kind of just focus on our local participation this year, maintain contact with the, the Barbarian tribe who've supported the event over the last few years and continue to grow the brand locally. And then for 2021, Hopefully, you know, we will push on with our international uh, promotion of the event. So, like all local guys listening to this, this is probably your last chance to win the bar because <laughs> we're important champions. No, just right, kidding, right, guys. Right. All right, this is where we're going to end it for today. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Barcast. I want to thank Kyle Taylor from Eco Sky Water once again. Anytime you're looking to purchase water right now, you're purchasing it 
and thinking about the environment. Remember, Eco Sky Water is the best choice for you. It is the best choice for you, and it's the best choice for Barbados and Barbados's gullies and Barbados's um, water system on the whole. Because at the end of the day, we are a water scarce country, number fifteen on the driest in right. the world. You said so. We got to definitely make sure and monitor our consumption and what we can, our carbon footprint. That's what they call it. The fancy terms, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you, Kyle, so much for joining us yeah, this morning. Yeah, and that's it for the broadcast. George, anything you want to say before we go? Just go to BarbadosAdventureRace.com to register uh, on Instagram. We're B-A-R underscore race. On Facebook, we're Barbados Adventure Race. And if you're still looking for a team, there is a page on Facebook, the Barbados Adventure Race Team Finder. Go out there, get involved, be a part of our race in November 21st and 22nd.